Dog Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. Hey, motherfuckers, we're back, and we hate each other less than we did last week. Speak for yourself. I will. I was a little defensive on some of the economics uh, that my co-host slash uh, sidekick, if he keeps it up... My uh, my co-host was spouting, um, and it was because we were on a different wavelength. Really, we are. I was. I was imprecise with my language, and I was defensive, extremely. Uh, So here we are back with the same episode again, and I hope you enjoyed listening to the last one because we decided to leave all of our disagreement slash argument out there for you to listen to that way you guys could understand what it's like to to have a disagreement with a a fellow private property enthusiast and uh, come out the other side better for it so here we are out the other side better for it I fucking hate you die no I'm just kidding (laughs) Well, and I think it actually might be indicative of a lot of disagreements and that they might not actually be disagreements. You might actually agree on everything that you're talking about. There might just be a misunderstanding in how you're presenting it or from what perspective you're trying to look at something. Not to be all Obi-Wan Kenobi and this is a, it all depends on your point of view, but I think a lot of times it's the context. There's a lot a lot to do with context, but I, I do believe there is something to do with truth. So we while we disagreed on some things, we did not ever disagree on truth. So let's kind of roll back the clocks a little bit and and talk about some of the uh, disagreements in, or just layman thoughts of economics that we were trying to get across earlier. And let's try to work towards the truth that we all know to be true, which is um, Austrian economics, not <laughs> Keynesian. <laughs> you know what team I'm on, motherfucker? Let's go. It's funny because we talk a lot about how certain people who stir the pot, who will, you know, bait people into arguing, whether that be this race versus that race or this gender versus that gender or, you know, breaking down these different tribes and different populations and having them wage war upon one another. They'll often do that so that you don't focus on the actual problem. And as evidenced by, my own 
inability to be articulate, sometimes you don't even need their help to do that. You can be so focused on circular arguments that you don't actually focus on the thing that actually needs to be taken down. So my primary focus was on price. So we discussed price outside of the podcast in the private group. Um, We had a, a long conversation on whether price was what it ultimately was sold for as a profit to um, resources used, or if it was just something that was stuck on a label decided by who God knows who. And it's somewhere in between or whatever. And and this is what makes Austrian economics pretty cool is, is that they, they do set a lot of value to the entrepreneur uh, with with the outset that you know many will fail completely so humanity is is huge in in austrian economics and is not really factored in that often in other schools and this is what attracted me to economics was the humanity so i was naturally an Austrian guy. Um, whether I I was attracted to it because of Austrian economics showed me what economics was, or vice versa, I'm not I'm not really sure. But it it became a extreme hobby format for me. That being said, we we disagreed um, from our starting point. So your layman or your average person starting a business may create a product that costs X amount to make. They believe it can be sold for X amount or more. And they're going to hit that window in between what it costs them to make and what they believe it can be sold for. Because it's a completely new product and they, they really don't have any reference points. They are going on their entrepreneurial estimations of what people would pay for it. They're not just going on what it costs. They're going on what people, because they, they could have made a $7 zillion CD that they know people buy CDs for $17. And they can't sell a $17 zillion CD. So they didn't make that. What they made was a product that they knew cost X amount to make. And they thought they could sell for X amount. So that's just your layman. Boom. There you go. That's your entrepreneur. They're worthless. They're very little, but a little checkmark dash or number in an equation in most economic theories but in Austrian economics they are paramount they are very important and my opinion is because they have created a value 
And if they're successful, they've typically undersold the value that they've created. That's what made them successful is they created a value for humanity and then sold it for less than people value that dollar. And sounds pretty heroic, honestly, if you were to word it that way, as opposed to, you know, the the uh, communist way where exploited something to make it or whatever, you know, however they, they were to say it. But the risk that this person took to make this product that they didn't know would sell, that did sell, is, is huge and should be rewarded. And if it's not rewarded, then why? Was it not rewarded because of a government regulation or was it not rewarded because of a, a sales failure on their part? Sales failure on their part is due to them. They should own that. Government interference is not a voluntary interaction and should not be funded by involuntary funding. And and, uh, we all know the problems with that, right? Most of us do. Most of us do. Anyway... Uh, so our friend here, he uh, he's going to walk us through um, a scenario where I'm not going to take him so literally, and uh, and I think it's going to show a very important lesson to all of us. So go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, y- using the the frame of reference that you just set this entrepreneur when they create something and they sell it that is when the price sort of becomes valid according to like austrian economics and things like that because the price is determined by the customer what will it sell for mm-hmm. and part of what folks get caught up in is yes the entrepreneur the business owner whoever they're the one writing the price on the item, mm-hmm. but that is a response to what you said earlier, which is what they think they can sell it for. They wouldn't write just anything on there because what they write on there has to be something that they believe a consumer would pay. So if we all agree on that, I think the the piece that we're trying to get to sort of beyond that is this idea that there are things baked into that price that most state-backed influences on the economy do not take into account. Mm -hmm. Because when people talk about the economy, they're mostly talking about monetary, financial economy. They're not talking about additional bits of capital that are baked into things. They're talking about how much does it cost to make X? And we're going to influence X in whatever way. But there are other things baked into that price. And the example that we kind of started to use there were like watches, like a Rolex or something like that. Mm-hmm. Toothbrush. Think about it. Like 
<laughs> what was a toothbrush when you were a kid? 95 cents, right? But now we have toothbrushes that time you. Make sure you brush as long as you're supposed to. I'm not saying that they're not out. They're adding value. Right? But you've but now we're, we're talking about it's nothing to pay $100 for a toothbrush, right? So 97 cents to a, a you bought 100 toothbrushes for the amount that you just bought that toothbrush. Toothbrush. 100 times the amount. And you feel like you you got a like you wanted that toothbrush. You got it. You didn't feel ripped off that you you wanted it. You got it and you're happy about it. Well, and so I think what, what does that mean? Well, and that's that's the idea that you're sort of talking about there is decoupling the cost of producing the good versus the value you get out of it. Mm-hmm. Because like you're saying, a toothbrush that costs $100 in the store now that people pay $100 for likely does cost more to produce than what people pay 99 cents for. Correct. And that that often is what your average person would attribute the difference to. But it serves the same purpose. Well, it serves the same purpose, but does it better or adds uh, an additional purpose or adds an additional function or use to it to a person to a certain person right because some people would be like I, I don't want that i'd rather do it this way the old-fashioned way You're right it's like yeah it, it it alienates certain people and it and it adds it it adds value to other people and what the person the entrepreneur is betting on is the amount of people that it adds value to 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 an extent right to to the price value that they think it can be sold at is greater than you know their input so they can receive a profit or you know they, they don't want to receive a loss i mean you can sell anything like you can invent anything and sell it, but are you going to sell it for a loss or a profit? This is the thing, right? So, yeah, I think, I think the the core, the core difference though is that those are two different products. Like a, a ninety nine cent toothbrush and a hundred dollar and a hundred dollar toothbrush are are two different products that cost two different amounts to make and in some right. sense serve different functions as well because the $100 one has other uses. And that's right. why I want to very strictly narrow down the window onto things that one for one cost the same to produce, serve the same function, okay. have the same use, have the same output. And that's why I like things like watches or even some makes of cars cuz you could say like the jump from a you know a a Timex that has a single hour and minute face jump to a Rolex like a base model Rolex you could say oh this has more functionality this is made with higher quality parts blah blah blah, blah. you could make that jump and it would be similar to the the toothbrush argument right but from 
a Rolex that costs $5,000 to a Rolex that costs $50,000, what is the difference? You're looking at the gems and the rarity and whatnot. whatnot. Gotcha. I mean, it is it is what it is. Like, it's what people view it as. The, the bigger the status symbol that you can create around said object, the higher price you can charge for that object. So Rolex is... Rolex is, is basically is a marketing company that markets their value, their, their watch to the highest denominator. And, and that's their focal point. So everything is about like, yo, you don't have a Rolex? There's a reason. You don't belong here. And, and, and while that seems harsh, that is the focal point of Rolex. And it, it served its purpose and it served it well. So while you may say that's harsh, that's that's immoral, that's wrong, or whatever, Rolex has been doing this for years, and it, it's worked for them very well. And while Timex may be, make more money and be a bigger company than Rolex, be richer than Rolex, it's not what people think think about when they see a Rolex. They don't say, oh, well, Timex is a bigger company and makes more money and is actually way more wealthy than Rolex. They go, holy shit, is that a Rolex? Right, and th- this is a phenomenon that people will refer, that that some some folks will refer to as Veblen goods. There is a, there is a phenomenon where Sometimes this is what we were trying to get to earlier, right? Yeah, there is a phenomenon where sometimes when things increase in price, people are more likely to buy them. Mm-hmm. And if you just made a toothbrush with no additional functionality cost a hundred dollars, you likely wouldn't have people buying it, and that's because. Your toothbrush is private. It's not something you can show off. Part of buying something I, that's more expensive. If I made a toothbrush, whereas my ads were creating a bathroom setting, everybody wanted that the focal point of that toothbrush was in the bathroom setting. And this advertisement campaign worked where everybody's fancy bathroom needed this focal point of a toothbrush even if i didn't make the toothbrush better it was still shitty and it was still like if if the advertisement made it feel that way to most people it, it would still be adding value yeah i mean i guess with all of the influencers and TikTok and people doing selfies in the bathroom, I suppose that is now a public space. 
It's not it just be. a private space anymore. Um, is that not amazing though? Like you can take a product that's just worth nothing really and make it worth it everything. And that's, that's the part that isn't taken into these calculations. If we only look at the cost to produce a good, or we only mm-hmm. look at the function it serves mm-hmm. practically, mm-hmm. we are missing a huge human element. Exactly. And this is what I, what I hated about, you know, owning my own company is like sales. I fucking hate salesmen. I fucking hate them. But I realized when I I hated somebody to hire them (laughs) because they were good at what they did. I hate you. I'm going to hire you. I hate you. I really hate you. I, it's not like a, I'm not saying it as a joke. Like I, if I hated them within ten minutes, they were all ultimately fu- they were they were hired for sure. If it took me more than ten minutes to hate them, the idea of me hiring them would go down, and that's how that's how I did it. And it's to be honest, and it. And I did a really good job. Like I beat huge corporation. So like I knew what the fuck I was doing. And it was it was on hate. And one could argue that that's not the kind of principled salesman that I didn't uh, hurt anybody. Never hurt anybody. Didn't hurt them. Made them a lot of money. And and there are obviously different kinds of sales absolutely yeah absolutely i don't know every type of sales i'm just saying i knew that and i was good at that and it it shows that whether they are a sleazy salesman or a good one they are leveraging something beyond just what they're selling Mm -hmm. absolutely and i say this not to explain this to people who I think already intuitively know that I think everyone can wrap their heads around that. I think the challenge becomes when we measure our economy in dollars and cents, when Mm -hmm. we measure our productivity in dollars and cents, it isn't a true assessment of the state of the economy or the state of value that exists. You're, you're right. And, and what happens is they, they like to evaluate that shit separately, but you know, we we know it's coming. They don't, they don't want you to know that it's, that there's an investigation or, or some sort of side investigation. I, I, I don't even know what to say about it. But there's definitely a concerted effort to make sure that people in my camp and 
our camp do not continue to argue about education to to put in our two cents about education there is some sort of control effort into shutting us up and and this is pretty obvious from from everything that we've looked at and i don't see it changing as a libertarian so what do you do you just you just act as if it doesn't matter they all say you're wrong or you just go along with it and say oh yeah what's wrong about that or you, you shake it off and you say you know you, you're wrong about that guy he's dead now <laughs> I don't know so um, you tell me what am I supposed to do about Bart being wrong about damn near everything and me being right about everything huh what am I supposed to do about that I think just take pride in it just just own it just own the fact that you suck or just own the fact that i'm amazing just live your truth <laughs> live my truth god damn it we forgot to do the fake news what i hear is uh our our, our heroes of uh mediocracy Lindsey graham is saying uh let's uh blow the shit out of uh iran okay i'm with you thank so god we have we have a, a middle ground person like Lindsey graham saying like bomb a place that means that like definitely other politicians say don't bomb a place Lindsey graham is being like bomb a place because he is middle of the ground and that's what middle of the ground people do or Lindsey Graham wants to bomb everywhere and 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 then you know we're supposed to say don't don't do that which one do you think it is you know email us or uh donate to fakesafety.com please uh let us know what you're thinking but what I think is going on is uh, uh, people want us to bomb a place because we put soldiers somewhere where they could get blown up. So kind of like what, what they're the- they're saying that we're like Israel's doing to the you know the Hamas or whatever. Like oh the, you know you put a civilian in a building and then you blow so- up the whole building. So you're talking yeah, about yeah, the uh, news before telling us the news. What's the news? All, uh, all I'm saying is like the news is like, hey, we're blowing up, you know, American soldiers. And we're saying that it's uh, Iran doing it with their drones. But I find that hard to believe because Iran has been following U.S. Um, uh, what do you call it? Aeronautical laws for a while now right and a, a united states citizen cannot fly a drone 
without having a pilot's license, at least a personal pilot's license, right? So I can't imagine like they're that Iran's just giving people pilot's license. So what happened? So what I'm thinking is some rogue person without a pilot's license flew a drone into a military base and blew it up. This is the most cryptic fake news yet. I still don't know what happened. You're saying a military base blew up? No, just like three people. (laughs) Not the whole base. Three people died. Somewhere. Somewhere. Okay. They were military people. Our military people? They were. Okay, so three U.S. military people. Three... So three U.S. troops blew up. Blew up. Bang. Yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere. Was it Jordan? Uh, They're saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's just go with that. Yeah. And they were blown up how? Um, Sounds like a drone strike. Drone strike. Okay. You had United States citizens are in a lot of allowed to fly drones without a pilot's license. So I can't imagine they let Iranian citizens fly without a pilot's license. I mean, that wouldn't be fair, right? As Americans. We control the world, right? That is Iran's number one priority is fairness. In America's too, right? Yeah. Amen. Praise Jesus. Is what they say. Allah. So that's the fake news. For sure. For sure. Everybody, buy your own drone. They're not checking. 